0: Taking a move that I make, I give it everything I got Cause that what it takes, I push the limit till it break The heart of the brave, the soul of a legend with the will to be great Hold up Welcome! <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy coming at you. Um, as I love to do and I always promise at the very least every Monday, Wednesday and Friday sometimes it's more than that, sometimes it's different days than that but traditionally that is the way that we usually do this. Let me say this, we're not obviously in our typical uh, uh, No Mercy studios, I am on the road for Super Bowl week, I'm doing this from a hotel room right now but if I were in studio it would be being brought to you um, as an official studio spot by our official studio sponsor, Fan Sportsbook, Fan is the official sports betting company of the no mercy podcast so obviously i want to mention them for every particular show that i do by the way also gold is the silver bullet for protecting and building your wealth call my friends at legacy precious metals at 866-257-3080 that's 866-257-3080 or download your free investing kit by visiting them online At LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Listen, I just got through traffic, just got back to uh, the hotel uh, where the Eagles, up 24 to 14, got outscored. 21-3 at one point in the second half. Got outscored 24-11 in the second half and ultimately surrendered a 38-35 victory to the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 57. Major props to the great Patrick Mahomes who twisted his ankle or had his ankle really really messed up on him off of a tackle in the second quarter we didn't know what was going to happen to him Uh, they ultimately ended up being down 24 to 14 at the half he didn't seem to be himself we knew that but all he did in the second half was complete 13 of his 14 passes and throw two touchdowns okay all he did was make the Eagles defense vaunted throughout this season look relatively average that's all he did. That's all he did. We slice it any way we want to. That's all he did. That's why he was a Super Bowl MVP. The man threw. I mean, I'm looking at the stats right here, right now. Excuse me for looking down, but I want to make sure I got everything right here. 21 of 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns, not a single interception. That's not box office. Knock your socks off numbers, but it was vintage Patrick Mahomes. Early in the game, he looked like he was going to pick them apart because Travis Kelsey could not be stopped. He could not be contained. This is the best tight end in football. This is a surefire future ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer. And Travis Kelsey, that tight end. And the Philadelphia Eagles will have to find a way to figure him out. And then letting you know, lo and behold, uh, they looked in route to doing just that. They had scored on the opening drive, moved swiftly down the field, and after Kansas City returned the favor and tied at 7-7, the Philadelphia Eagles went up 14-7 eventually, not their second possession, but their third possession of the game. And then the next thing you know, they looked like they were about to go up 21-7, to but untouched quarterback Jalen Hurts ended up fumbling the football. And when he fumbled the football while he was scrambling away from the pocket from chief defenders, obviously the ball was picked up, and because the ball was picked up in return for a touchdown, the score was tied 14 to 14. The Philadelphia Eagles still ended up scoring 10 unanswered points before halftime had arrived. But nevertheless, it kept the Kansas City Chiefs within striking distance because in all likelihood, Philadelphia would have gone up 21 to 7 and it would have been a different ball game. Who knows? They might have ended up scoring going up 28-7 to at the end of the half. They wouldn't have found themselves in this particular situation. They ended up losing the game by three, and Jalen Hurts gave away seven points. But I don't want to use this as an opportunity to get on Jalen Hurts because he played a hell of a game. Had the Philadelphia Eagles won this game, Jalen Hurts would have been the MVP. He would have been the MVP. He passed with 304 yards. He ran for another 70, plus he scored four touchdowns his damn self. Okay, so when I look at it from that perspective, there's no question that Jalen Hurts would have been the MVP. We can slice it any way we want to, but that's what it comes down to. Just to throw out some stats to y'all. Pacheco, he was running hard all night long. I love the fact that he wears number 10 because, let me tell you something, you're going to have Tyreek Hill's old number on. you got to be a ball player. you got to be effective, and he certainly was. He's a rookie running back, had 15 carries for 76 yards, averaged 5.1 yards a carry, got to give respect where respect is due. In that regard, Travis Kelsey, as I pointed out, had seven, six receptions for 81 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster, he better had done something. He had seven receptions for 53 yards. When you roll up for the Super Bowl wearing a skirt, OK, which Juju smith to definitely did. I know the age that we're living in, woke culture and all that other stuff. I'm not judging. I'm not doing any of that. All I'm saying is when you're about to play a football game, nobody expects you to show up in a skirt unless you are Irish. Okay, that's just the truth. All right. But neither here nor there. I'm just messing with him. The fact of the matter is is that, you know what? His his choice of outfits were questionable, to say the least. But he showed up and brought his game with him. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due. All right. That was really the guys that produced for you. Okay, so I'm just going to look at it from that perspective. You didn't have anybody that was generating any sacks against Jalen Hurts on the defensive side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles again. Jalen Hurts, 15 rushes for 70 yards, okay? He had a big-time game, no question about it. Plus, the longest run in Super Bowl history for a quarterback uh, early. You know, he did that as well. But he completed, uh, you know, uh, he rushed for 70 yards. He completed 27 to 38 passes for 304 yards, a touchdown, no interception, although he did fumble that ball. Devontae Smith had seven receptions for 100 yards. A.J. Brown had a spectacular touchdown catch. Plus, he had six receptions for 96 yards. I actually thought he should have got the ball more. Where it was Goddard? he had six receptions for 60 yards? I thought he would have been more of a player in this game. They would have got the ball to him more. Uh, but that was basically it for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here, you know, <clears throat> as we reflect on what transpired, here's the thing that escapes my mind. I can't avoid bringing it up. I alluded to this before the game. I picked the Eagles to win the game. I thought they would win like 35-31. I thought that Kansas City was the inferior team, but Patrick Mahomes could help you beat anybody. So I knew it was going to be a thriller. And it actually would have been that way if you think about it. The 35-31 to score that I had would have been so, okay, if Jalen Hurts hadn't given up seven points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Didn't see that coming. So that one, that's one point to point out. The other point to point out is that the Philadelphia Eagles could not stop the Kansas City Chiefs offense in the second half. They couldn't do it. I expected them to be able to do. And here's the thing that's important to bring up, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody was ignoring the fact that in the first two games, these playoff games, First against the Giants and then against the San Francisco 49ers who are absolutely depleted and decimated by the fact that their fourth quarterback, their third and fourth quarterback they used this season, both went down with injuries in the NFC Championship game. The one thing that we remember now, but we shoved aside coming into this game that the Eagles had not faced an offense anywhere close to the Kansas City Chiefs offense in these playoffs. Because Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and a bunch of dudes that that are that, uh, equivalent of a bag of chips wasn't going to be enough to beat the Eagles, and then you go up against the San Francisco 49ers with Debo Samuel, with Christian McCaffrey, with George Kittle and these brothers, but you couldn't throw the ball the entire second half because Brock Purdy got hurt, and then after that, Josh Johnson goes down, and he gets hurt. So you're the San Francisco 49ers. You lost all four quarterbacks. That's what happened to them. There was no way around it. And the Philadelphia Eagles, we didn't, we knew that no one was Patrick Mahomes, but we didn't pay attention to the fact that they weren't really tested in these playoffs. They really, really weren't until tonight, Sunday night. And then when they finally got tested, they got humbled because Patrick Mahomes was picking them apart with Andy Reid and Eric bien calling plays. You had two out of them, Kadarius Toney, caught. One touchdown pass, he was wide open, and I forgot the name of the dude that caught the other wide open pass, but there was nobody in the vicinity of them to defend against those touchdowns. Don't get me started with Kadarius Toney running a punt return or the kickoff return down to the five-yard line after the Philadelphia Eagles had notched it at 35-35, not only with a touchdown, but then a two-point conversion run by by Jalen Hurts. You know, that was a spectacular run. It's hard to fault the special teams for that because Darius Tony goes up and scampers on one side of the field. Then, you know, he back pedals and ends up scampering down the other side of the field, going down the right sideline, all the way to the five yard line. He actually could have got in had he cut left near the five yard line would have been a touchdown. And I kind of wished it because again, that was additional time that was chewed up by the Eagles. I'm uh, sorry, by the chiefs offense. And if the Eagles had gotten the ball back, I mean, they ultimately ended up getting the ball back. I'm just talking about time, time, ticking away, ticking away, ticking away. I wish they had had more time. But you sort of knew when they tied the score, okay, you sort of knew that, you know, it was pretty much over because Patrick Mahomes was going to get the ball back. Darius Thomas actually scored the go-ahead touchdown 35. He didn't score to go-ahead touch that, but what I'm saying is, is that when he scampered down the right sideline and put them in position to score, you're talking about giving them their 35th point. It was going to be 35-27 at that particular moment in time, and a touchdown and a two-point conversion by Jalen Hurts came thereafter. And then Patrick Mahomes got the ball again. And when he got the ball again, you knew all he needed was a field goal, and this brother ends up scampering for a 26-yard run. In the end, I think it just comes down to the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles, their vaunted defense, their pass rush that recorded 70 sacks this season, their secondary that was considered good, but relatively their weak link compared to the rest of their defense, they all got exposed. And the biggest play was a play that was made by the referees. I'll talk about that. Mr. Bradbury himself, he got called for holding. We'll get into all of that in just a second. You're listening to No Mercy with Stephen A. By the way, before I go, you know, it's a little break here. As an aside, drifting away from what transpired on the field of play during the game, there was also a performance that went on on the field. That would be Rihanna. Now, let me say this about Rihanna, whose people revealed after the game, after the, after the performance, that she was indeed pregnant again. And and an expected mother again. I want to say she did a great job. She did a great job. No need for comparisons. No need to bring anybody else up. Let's just focus on her. She did a great job. Congratulations to Rihanna for showing up and showing out and reminding us all how great she truly, truly is. I hope that didn't offend anybody. She did a great job. We'll leave it at that. More on Super Bowl 57, 38-35, victory by the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening live to Stephen A. No mercy. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's sticking like my lifeline. Until I flat line, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? You know, <clears throat> rules are rules. And when rules are broken, they have to be addressed. That's what sports is. Civilized sports is all about it. We get all of that. But I sit here right now doing this podcast and I got to tell you, I'm incredibly sad for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not saying they would have definitively won this game because we don't know that. But Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Chiefs was such a thriller that I would have loved for the game to be decided on the field amongst the players. I really, really would have. Now I understand with a little under two minutes left, 154 to be exact, when Juju Smith-Schuster ran his route, going on the inside, then trying to cut back to the outside. Ladies and gentlemen, James Bradbury of the Philadelphia Eagles did grab his jersey. That was obvious. We all saw it. It can't be denied. But the reality is, is that it was a ticky-tack call. We see these kind of calls get missed all the time in regular season games. And with a score tied 35-35, with the Kansas City Chiefs desperately needing a first down, with it being a third and eight, and in the event that you don't get that first down, you'd probably have to kick a field goal. And then the Eagles would have gotten the ball back with over a minute remaining with an opportunity to tie and send the game into overtime or to actually win the game. It's a damn shame that that a call from an official influenced the outcome. Now, I will say this in fairness. A pool reporter interviewed referee Carl Sheffers. And they asked Carl Sheffers to take them through the holding call on the final drive against the Eagles. Here's what Carl Sheffers, the official who made the call, had to say. The receiver went to the inside, and he was attempting to release to the outside. The defender, James Bradbury, grabbed the jersey with his right hand and restricted him from releasing to the outside. So, therefore, we call defensive holding. For the record, ladies and gentlemen, Bradbury admitted he was holding. Not that it meant anything. We caught him on camera, damn it. We saw him grab the jersey. I mean, props to you for admitting the obvious, okay? But the thing about it is, is that, again, we see people get away with these calls from time to time. And with the score tied and a Super Bowl championship on the line, by granting that call, what happened is it gave the Kansas City Chiefs an automatic first down, allowing them to run the clock down significantly more before kicking a field goal with eight seconds left before they would have to kick it with about 120 something left. But because of this, about a minute. And 15 or a minute and 20 seconds were chewed up off the clock, therefore giving the Eagles minimal time to drive themselves downfield in field goal range and ultimately potentially tie this game or dare I say win it. That's what saddens me. Because it ruined an otherwise phenomenally great Super Bowl game. I understand, again, the call was there to be made. I understand, again, that the Eagles defender Mr. Bradbury shouldn't have given cause for that call to be made. I understand it all. I'm simply saying calls get missed all the time. In the throws in the heat of competition. We're not robots. The human element does come into play. And it would have been nice if the officials had just let him play. But that was not to be. And as a result, the Eagles lost this game. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl in 1980 when Dick Vermeil was coaching them. Ron Jaworski was their quarterback. They lost it again in 2004 when they played New England and Donovan McNabb was their quarterback. And T.O. had broken his leg weeks earlier but came back early and had seven receptions for 122 yards and would have been the Super Bowl MVP had they won the damn game. They ultimately won the Super Bowl 13 years later in 2017 after Carson Wentz and Went down with a couple of weeks left in the regular season and Nick Foles took over as a backup quarterback and guided the Philadelphia Eagles to a Super Bowl championship beating Tom Brady and the New England Patriots 40 to 33 to bring the franchise their first Super Bowl championship and then of course they were back and Jalen Hurts was flat out balling. It hurts. It hurts because of how it went down. And i like to remind everybody, Hurts would have been the MVP despite the fumble that that that, that gave the Kansas City Chiefs seven points and the touchdown. There was no player for the Philadelphia Eagles on the field better than Jalen Hurts was. Super Bowl 57. That brother showed up. He showed up and it was a beautiful thing because obviously two black quarterbacks were starting in the Super Bowl. So that definitely resonated. The fact that they both performed well, that definitely resonated. The fact that Jalen Hurts ran for 70 yards in the Super Bowl, that definitely resonates because now you find yourself fantasizing, what if Lamar Jackson got to a Super Bowl? We constantly talk about these black quarterbacks, particularly him. OK, he doesn't necessarily throw the football as effectively as he runs it, even though he's a pretty good passer. But what if he got there? How electrifying he could be because a quarterback who can run with the football. I mean, that is something as good as Patrick Mahomes was his biggest play was scampering for 26 yards and putting them in field goal range. Let's remember that when you're a quarterback, and you're a dual threat because you can run with the football. There's a lot of things that can happen for you, and we love that. Tonight, it would have been nice for Jalen Hurts to see Jalen Hurts have an opportunity. The ball is in your hand. It's a Super Bowl championship on the line. Here it is. Let's find out what you made of. We saw what you could do. Don't get me wrong. But that moment where the pressure has mounted and a Super Bowl championship is on the line, the ball is in your hands. You're down three, but you got enough time to drive y'all downfield to tie the game with a field goal or to win it with a touchdown. You got plenty of time and the referee took it away damn it I thought I was gonna be talking some NBA stuff with y'all this week I thought I was gonna be talking about that Phoenix Suns trade where they got Kevin Durant making the Phoenix Suns the favorites in the Western Conference before as far as I'm concerned I thought we were gonna talk about a lot of other things Kyrie and Dallas Denver and whether or not they could derail Phoenix and all of this other stuff. That don't matter. I thought we might have talked about Rihanna a little bit more. That don't matter. Because the real story is the fact that a phenomenal phenomenal game was tainted. Where do you go from here? Congratulations to the Kelseys, by the way. Travis Kelsey and his brother for the Philadelphia Eagles because their mama was there hugging them both. Happy for Travis, not so happy for her oldest son. Brothers going against one another in Super Bowl, kind of hard pill to swallow. But it happened. They can talk about it on their podcast. It was a great moment, one of the great Super Bowl encounters we've ever seen. Got to give props where it's due. Truthfully, that's a given. Outside of that, there's really not much for me to say. I can get into Philadelphia and Kansas City looking forward, and I'll do that. But I still find myself sad that I didn't get a chance to see Jalen Hurts and what he could do in such a pressurized situation, like having the ball in his hands down three with under two minutes left with a Super Bowl title on the line. It's going to take me a few minutes to recover from that. So I'm going to take a break. This is still no mercy with Stephen A. Don't touch that dial. Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20%? Bitcoin went down almost 60%. But gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising and silver is up almost 30% in the last six months. Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year, and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education-first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances the chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock like my lifeline until I flat line, I push it to the red line. gonna stop me gonna stop me high? This is the other thing that has me so sad. It's two things about the Super Bowl loss by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, by the way, for those of you who think I'm sad because I'm wrong, I don't give a damn. I'm wrong half the time. Don't gamble on my thoughts, on my picks. Don't do it. You'll lose money. Sometimes you win, sometimes you'll lose. But let me say this. Jalen Hurts showed you what he could do to drive before when they were down eight, and he drove them downfield, okay? Um, Connected with Devontae Smith, by the way. Scored the touchdown, then ran it for the two-point conversion. Going down from 35-27 and tying it at 35-35. But could you imagine how thrilling it would have been if he had gotten an opportunity to get the ball back with under two minutes left and down three? That would have been beautiful. That would have been beautiful. The call was the right call, but it was still a ticky-tack call against Bradbury, and that's what really, really infuriates me. So I'd like to say that. Uh, That's one thing. The other thing that I feel obligated to point out is that we've gone from talking about the Eagles as a potential dynasty to now contemplating whether or not they've really, really missed their window of opportunity. The Philadelphia Eagles have to spend money on Jalen Hurts. You spend money on Jalen Hurts, you're not going to have money to keep a whole bunch of other players you had. That's just a fact. Kansas City is different. They've got young thoroughbreds on their squad, but they also have Patrick Mahomes already signed. He's already taken up about 17% of their cap. So guess what? He's already paid, and you've already evolved the team around him. you figured out how to do that. Whereas in the case of the Philadelphia Eagles, you haven't won – And you still got to use money to pay Jalen Hurts, which means you're going to be compromised other way in a hard cap strapped life that you're in. And as a result, some of these star players that you've had available to you, you're going to end up losing them. So really, did the Eagles miss their window of opportunity? It's a legitimate question. I'm not saying they have. I'm saying it's a legitimate question outside of that I don't want to hear about Sirianni the coach Sirianni crying during the national anthem I don't care okay I I don't care it doesn't matter to me all right it's patriotic congratulations most of us are contrary to what folks want to believe what I needed was for Sirianni to make sure that the Eagles didn't resemble something that they have resembled most of the season, which was a team that falters in the second half of games after getting leads. That's what they did. They were up 24-14. And they got outscored 21-3 in the first part of the second half. And that's just the truth. So now here we are. Eagles lost city of brotherly love feeling depressed and desolate or despondent rather not desolate despondent because they know this is a game they could have and should have had at least at halftime. You thought that the Eagles were the better team just like we all assumed and then Patrick Mahomes came and he did it. He came to the rescue without even throwing for 200 yards. So that's just the reality of the situation right now. Back to the drawing board. Eagles had an opportunity. They didn't get it done because of Patrick Mahomes, but also because of an official that didn't just want to let him play. We know it, and it is what it is. All I can say, though, it was still a great night. Rihanna did very good. She was great. And on top of it all, the Super Bowl game itself was even better. Kevin Hart was there. Bradley Cooper were there, both rooting for the Eagles. Jay-Z was there. We don't know who the hell he was rooting for. But in the end, that dude, Patrick Mahomes, something special. Five years as a starting quarterback. Five trips to the AFC Championship game. Three trips to the Super Bowl and two Super Bowl titles. That's already Hall of Fame material. And he ain't even 30 yet. That's how gifted Patrick Mahomes is. And everybody else is just catching up. And we all know it. It's just the truth. But Jalen Hurts was something special. Congratulations to that brother. He was something special. Albeit he fumbled. Take away that one play that cost him a touchdown. He was sensational. He would have been the MVP. But it wasn't meant to be. I got to get some sleep, y'all. I'm glad y'all joined me, joined me for this No Mercy podcast. I'll make sure. Uh, Let me remind you, I got a special podcast, special Valentine's Day edition of No Mercy coming at you Tuesday morning. Make sure you check it out. You'll be able to find it everywhere. Tuesday, this Tuesday, special Valentine's Day edition of No Mercy. Don't miss that. I'm told it's hilarious. I already taped it for y'all. Check it out. You hear me talking now about Super Bowl 57. You hear me talking about Valentine's Day on Tuesday. No matter what way you slice the peace and love for everybody. I'm about to sign off. I'm tired and frustrated. But it was a thriller. It was a great game. do we'll know about the Super Bowl commercials, though. I expected better this year, and I didn't get it. <laughs> but again, that's a different story for another day. Because Rihanna was great. And that's what's most important. She was great. And congratulations to being an expecting mother again. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs, too. They did their thing. They really, really did. Peace and love, everybody. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.